inside the scarred up heart, inside a raging storm. The word is angered, cause Satan has declared a war. I'll fight this battle, Lord, because you're worth fighting for. I pledge my undying love to you. at war I'll take up the sword of truth because you're worth fighting for I pledge my undying love to you You died for me Though I led such a shameful life Grace has set me free So I'm honored Hello everyone, this is Chaplain Gary Rayburn and welcome to today's program. we got an awesome program for you today and we want to invite you to come and join us at Rig Ministries. We're located at 215 Industrial Avenue right here in Carmi, Illinois and we have a daily service Monday through Friday at 1230. So if you're in the area, just drop in and join us. Now sit back, listen and enjoy today's message and then do us a favor and share this CD. Pass it on with somebody that you love. Help us spread the good news of Jesus Christ. Dying love to you. You died for me. Though I led such a shameful life, grace has set me free. So I'm honored to struggle. Friends, Jesus is worth fighting for. Hello, everyone. This is Chaplain Gary Rayburn of Receiving in God Ministries, and let me just talk to you Christian 
truck drivers just for a minute here. Jesus is worth fighting for. And if you're fighting for Jesus and would like to partner up with a, a great ministry called Channel 21 Ministries, they are looking for road chaplains. And they would like for you to give them a call at 615-663-3199. So if you're in the fight or if you want to get in the fight, give Daryl Spicer a call at that number and he's going to sign you up to be a road chaplain and we're going to work along beside of you reaching out to drivers all across this country together we can make a big difference in this country and so we want to invite you to join with us fighting for jesus out there on the road become a chaplain for channel 21 ministries and we will send you cds and bibles and working together we can make a big difference across this country. So give Daryl Spicer a call, 615-663-3199, and talk to Daryl about becoming a chaplain for Channel 21 Ministries. Now here's a prayer for all you truckers out there on the road. This is a trucker's prayer, and this was written by my songwriting partner, Tom Caldwell. As I look out the windshield of this big old truck, Lord, I know my safety does not depend on luck. Every turn of the wheel is in your control. You take care of my body, spirit, and soul. Lord, you ride with me down every long highway. You are my protection at work or at play. Thank you, Lord, for taking my life in your hands. You help me face life's challenges like a man. Lord, you give me the strength and courage to tell those who reject you are on the road to hell. Lord, you gave me a wife who is pure and true. Without her love, I just wouldn't know what to do. Through the good times and the bad, she has stood by my side. I'm so much in love with you, Lord, and my bride. Lord, thank you for my daughters and my sons, for the hugs and kisses from their little ones. For those who worship you and strengthen my faith, my church family who comes early and stays late. Thank you for the prayer warriors on bended knees, those who pray each day for a truck drivers like me. Lord, for the lost souls traveling down the highways, bring them home safely to their children at play. Please open their blind eyes so they can see the fountain of blood that flows from Calvary. Lord, thank you for the Holy Spirit's power, which gives me strength to face each earthly hour. Thank you for making this day my very best at the end of the day for giving me rest. Lord, when my earthly travel down here is done, when me and my truck have made our final run, I will go on to your open arms with joyful smiles, thanking you for riding with me all those miles. Let it be in the name of Jesus, I plead, for thine is the kingdom 
and the power and the glory forever. Amen. All right, friends, I hope you enjoyed that. And I know a lot of you drivers out there are out there on the road for weeks at a time, even months at a time. And it's a lonely old road out there. But we can make a difference working together, working for Jesus. Jesus is worth fighting for. And I want to put this uh, song on for all you truckers out there on the road. I wrote this to my wife, Linda, one night. And I was just trying to tell her how I felt being on the road. There's been so many times when I've been gone. It seems like when you need me, I'm never at home. All I ever wanted was to be could rely on, but it's hard to be that kind of man when you're on the road. Oh, life on the road is a lonely, lonely song. No matter how you sing, it'll always make you cry. The love that we have known is a lonely life. Like all we're ever doing They saying goodbye There's a price to pay For the choices that we make Sometimes the cost seems like More than we can take All I ever wanted was To be there for you I'm always gone It's so hard for me to do on the road Oh, life on the road Is a lonely, lonely song No matter how you sing It'll always make you cry The love that we have known Is a lonely life alone Oh, it seems like all we're ever doing is saying goodbye. If I could have one wish, it would be to turn back the hands of time so I could erase the pain I've caused from your mind. If only Could have it my way, it would be me and you on the road. Oh, life on the road is a lonely, lonely song. No matter how you sing, it'll always make you cry. Is a lonely 
right, drivers, I hope you enjoyed that. And we got a great testimony for you on this CD. It's a testimony of Steve Donovan, and he is a chaplain for Channel 21 Ministries, and he is making a difference all across the country. Everywhere he goes, he's representing Jesus Christ, and that's what we want to do out here working together, making a difference for the Lord Jesus Christ. And we, he has a great testimony, and we're going to share that for you. But before we do that, i got one more song I want to play for you. And this is, uh, this is a great song. I know you're going to love this song. This is Earl Redenauer. And uh, just a powerful, powerful testimony song about a cross and a grill. You know, I was coming across Arkansas just a while ago, and I'd been out west for a week or so. I just come through Little Rock, and I was making real good time. Came up on the back of this Dallas-Memphis mail truck, and apparently the driver saw the cross in my grill through his mirror. He picked up the microphone, and he said, well, pass the plate and pay the lady. You know, it just run all over me. I could feel the hair raise up on the back of my neck. I picked up the microphone and I said, Driver, I think it's a dirty, rotten shame that you compare what Jesus Christ did on the cross for you with what somebody else might have done. Radio was kind of quiet, but God was keeping a clear channel. And a couple minutes he came back to me and he said, Preacher, is it real? And I said, yes, driver, it's real, but I still didn't want to talk to him. I was kind of upset with him about the way he talked about the cross and what Christ had done. And a couple minutes went by again, and he came back again. He said, preacher, how do you know that it's real? I said, driver, I used to leave home with a fifth of rum sitting between my legs and a bottle of speed up on the dash two cartons of cigarettes to make sure that I didn't run out from truck stop to truck stop. And it wasn't hardly anything I wouldn't do or say. But you know, when Jesus Christ came into my life, I never needed to know that no more. A couple minutes, he came back to me and he said, Preacher, would you pull over and pray with me? I want to be saved. I said, Yes, driver, I will. I found a mile marker and I told him where I was at and I said, I'll wait right here for you. I heard him say, I can't believe that I'm running wide open through Arkansas to get that man to pray with me. As he came up, I said, driver, you gotta pray from your heart and not your head. You gotta mean what you say. As he pulled up and stepped out of the truck, we began to pray. And I know that my brother accepted Jesus that day. Before too long, we was back in the truck and on the road again. I went back to him on the microphone and I said, driver, how do you feel? He said, with every mile that I drive, I feel that much better. I said, driver, if I never see you on this earth again, I'll see you in heaven. God bless you in Jesus' name.
All right, friends, and now we got the testimony of Chaplain Steve Donovan. Steve is a chaplain for Channel 21 Ministries, and if you'd like to become a, a partner with Channel 21 Ministries and a partner with Rig Ministries, then you give us a call. Give Daryl Spicer a call at 615-663-3199, or give me a call right here at Rig Ministries at 618 618- 383-2107, and I'm going to send you some CDs to uh, listen to and share with your family, friends, and neighbors, and drivers out on the road. Now, here's that testimony of uh, Chaplain Steve Donovan. Yes, my name is Stephen, and I'd like to share a little bit about something that the Lord's laid on my heart. Uh, to start with, I, a lot of people, you hear the testimony start with how they was raised in a good Christian household, and I, I kind of was and kind of wasn't. Uh, the early part of my life I wasn't really I was raised in a culturally Christian household we went to church because that's just what you did my father didn't go to church uh, and his you know I couldn't tell my testimony without sharing part of his testimony uh, he was pretty rambunctious and a carouser and run around and you know he uh, was playing golf one night in a golf tournament a night tournament oddly enough that was a, a scramble which means you know you don't get to pick your partner and he ended up getting partnered with the pastor of the First Baptist Church and they had a shotgun start and I think they started on like hole number three and by the time they were at hole number seven uh, my old man was down on his knees accepting the Lord as his savior and that was on Saturday night well he got in late that night late enough that he didn't even go to sleep he rounded all of us up the next morning and we was front row center at the First Baptist Church in town and you know that uh, that led to everybody in my family getting saved and attending church regularly and uh, you know if, if the doors were open we were there and that, that's just how it was and my father felt the call to preach and as a young child every church he went to we got taken to and pulled in and pulled out and I got to see a lot of small church politics and a lot of people that were you know they, they went to church because you know what well, that's just what you do you go to church on Sunday you know and as I got older I became real cynical towards church and the the building you know that's what I view church as and as I got into high school and eventually into college it it was more of a it didn't really matter what I did you know Sunday afternoon to Saturday through Saturday night as long as I was at the church Sunday morning between 10 and 12 that's all that mattered and you know, I learned what cultural Christianity was all about and I, I went through my life thinking that you know I, I thought I had my fire insurance you know I got baptized when I was a kid I was good I can go live my life any way I wanted to live it do anything I wanted to do behave any way I wanted to behave and throughout you know most of high school throughout my college career I, I can't lie you know, I, you know I'm not trying to bring glory to the devil or anything but there, there wasn't a soul that could drink as much as I could drink or do the things that I could do or you know behave the way that I behaved I just I felt like I was invincible you know nothing could stop me and I was okay with it because I thought I had done what I needed to do and, I, and achieved what I needed to achieve I, I knew deep down things that I was that I was doing you know the drinking and the carousing and all that acting like a fool wasn't wasn't what I needed to do but uh you know, there was always an emptiness to it, and uh, I went went through my life just 
feeling that way. And, you know, drinking was always a big stumbling block for me because, you know, I was so good at it. And uh, I, I went a great deal of my life. Just that, that was what I did. And before I even knew it was him doing it, the Lord took drinking away from me. I can remember I got married. Uh, me and my wife, she was pregnant, probably eight months pregnant with our first child. And I had the day off that afternoon. I was a sheriff's deputy at the time. And I can remember going and playing golf that afternoon and just me and myself just <laughs> just absolutely just drinking and come home about half lit. And I thought I had the whole day off. I was going to do what I wanted that night, come home, thought I'd had plenty of time to sleep. And I can remember my wife woke me up because, of course, I came home. First thing I did was crash. And she woke me up and she said, you know, I've got a real bad pain in my side. And I just, I thought, I was like, man, I'm going to have to drive her to the hospital and I'm drunk. And in my mind, I, I didn't care about it because I, you know, I had a badge in my wallet. So I wasn't too awful concerned. But then I thought, no, wait a minute. I, I'm, I'm sitting here honestly contemplating driving my pregnant wife with my child to the hospital. And I got up, tried to go take me a shower. And try to sober up not that that works but she while i was in there taking a shower trying to in my mind get myself sober called a nurse and the nurse told her it wasn't no big deal just you know take something and see if that helps and it did of course and she uh but she uh, she told me she was fine didn't need to go to the hospital and i didn't drink anymore i didn't have the desire to didn't have I just I didn't touch it after that and I can remember we used to go to this grocery store and there was a young girl that was a cashier that you know we were fond of we we liked to talk to her and I, I don't know why but I shared with her that I shared with her that I had stopped drinking and that and this was after Kate was born and you know I, I shared with this girl and I remember she she grabbed my arm I said, wow, that is an amazing testimony. I said, what? A testimony? She said, yeah. She said, the Lord took drinking away from me. I said, I, I, I didn't think of it like that. And that planted a seed in me that I didn't even know was there or what it was for. But the birth of, of our first child, my daughter, uh, it, it put me on this path. I left the sheriff's office and... Uh, Went in, went into a. I took over a Sonic down close to where I lived. I had done that a lot in college and trained with them. And yeah, you know, a friend of mine said he really needs somebody to run this store. And I went down there and spent about six months just you know working 18 hours a day, seven days a week, trying to get that store turned around. And you know, turn out the fr franchise group was corrupt, and you know it was just a bad deal. They, I left there and uh, went to work. Uh, for my old man, in fact, uh, driving a truck for him, driving a delivery truck for him. Yeah, I didn't have a CDL at the time. Probably should have to have been doing what I was doing, but uh, I did that for a little while. And a friend of mine said, "Hey, man, I'm going to truck driving school to get my CDL." And you know, I really need a job with insurance. We, uh, you know, Kate was getting a little older, and I, you know, I needed to really pursue something and. So I decided, you know, that's that's what I need to do. So I'm going to go truck driving school. And, you know, I, I had no idea. That was always something, you know, every every male as a child thinks of is truck driving. You know, 
they see those big trucks, all those lights, and you know that loud noise, shifting gears, freedom of the road. And, you know, they think all that, and you, you never really understand it until you're in it. And I went to a three-week truck driving school where I drove maybe three times. I barely could start the truck, you know, but I had grown up around it somewhat, and, you know, I'd always driven, you know, heavy-duty trucks in high school, and, you know, I'd pull gooseneck trailers and stuff like that, so I, I didn't think much of it. And I uh, got a, you know, they told, they, you know, with truck driving, you pretty much just pick where you want to go. And I remember seeing a poster for a trucking company said McElroy Truck Lines, and uh, they had a truck parked in front of this little old bitty church. And it wasn't, I don't know why, it's not that the church attracted me, but it said guaranteed home every weekend. And nobody else guaranteed you home every weekend. You know, they guarantee you home time, but they nobody would say guaranteed home weekend. So I called McElroy and they, they said, yeah, we'll, we'll take you. And they gave me a job and, you know, I come to find out that the reason we're home every weekend is Mr. McElroy is a godly man and, you know, he's an Adventist and he wants to keep the Sabbath holy and that's why he doesn't want his boys working on Saturday. And I, I respected that and, and it really moved me and I enjoyed it, but I, I didn't know at the time that I wasn't doing what I thought I was doing. I was on the path that the Lord had set in front of me and I was driving and um, I had guys give me CDs, didn't really listen to them, didn't think much about them, and I started going to one of our terminals. There was a terminal manager there, a man named Daryl, and I had had drivers tell me, now, Daryl's done got religious now, so, uh, you know, better watch out. And, you know, I, I, I went through all the churches, and I had seen things, and I had the head knowledge that I needed to, you know, I could camouflage myself around anybody, and I... I met Daryl and I talked with him and, and he shared with me some stuff and he asked me, you know, he asked me if I was saved and I told him about, you know, how my dad got saved and, you know, how I got baptized when I was a kid and he asked me if I was serving the Lord and, you know, that kind of hit me and I didn't really know what to say about it but, you know, I, the Lord knew what he was doing and, and Daryl, you know, every time I'd get by the terminal to see him, he talked to me and he, you know, I didn't know it at the time, but you know he he was he was fertilizing those seeds that were in me, and he he shared with me, and he gave me a CD one day. It was just a a, a silver CD, no graphics on it. All it had written on it was Bus 19, and he said, "Brother, you need to listen to this." And I said, "All right, I, I will." I told him I will because I just wanted to get out of there, to be honest with you. But I, I took that CD, and I got in my truck took off, put it on the dashboard. Now that might as well have been a snake coiled up on my dashboard because to be honest with you, I was scared of that CD. I, I don't know if, if I could just, if it was the presence of the Holy Spirit or what, but it stayed in my truck for several weeks. And one day, and like I said, when you're, when you're out on the, on the road, even if you get home on the weekend, when, you only, when you're only home 34 to 48 hours a week, it, it, it can get rough out of you being out here on the road and being away from your family. I mean, I know we have cell phones and video chat and everything you could imagine nowadays to to help you stay in contact with your family but you know you're you're not when you're not with them you, there's still that element of separation that you know there's nothing you can do about it and i was i was weak you know i, I felt miserable I, I felt like why on earth am i out here why am i doing this why am i being punished like this i, I felt like the truck was was my prison and 
you know, I just had this emptiness about me. You know, me and my wife, we had another child, uh, another girl, uh, Lily, and, you know, same thing to myself. I, I just love my family so much. I love my wife. I love my girls. Why, why, why do I have to leave every Sunday? Why do I have to, to, to leave them? Why can't I be with them? You know, me and my wife first got married. I was a sheriff's deputy. I worked third shift, and then I left that to take that drive-in, and, I was working 17 hours a day when I was home. I'd sleep in the other bedroom. You know, I, I just... And then, you know, a few months of something else, and then just leaves into this truck driving, and I'm gone again. And, you know, we've been married going on 10 years this year. And, you know, but we've only been with each other maybe two years of that 10 years probably. But I, I just... I, I couldn't, I almost couldn't stand the truck. And one day I put that CD in, I listened, I finally, I was just, I was broken. You know, and I, I just, I guess the Lord finally knew it was time. He said, all right, boy, it's time to put it in. And I put it in. And, you know, the Holy Spirit just ran all over me. I hadn't heard preaching and real spirit-filled, you know, worship. I, I hadn't had that in so long. And I just, I was ready. And it just, Lord, busted my heart wide open. He said, son, you haven't been serving me. You haven't been doing what you're called to do. And he said, it's time. It is time for you to cast away that devil and get behind me and do what you are put here to do. And that was serve me. And I surrendered. You know, a lot of people, they, they, when they, they think, when they get saved, you know, they're making a commitment. Commitments can be broken. When you surrender, when you give it up, when you say, Lord, I'm yours, I just, I, I'm not my own, I, I don't, I'm not in control of anything, you're in control of everything, and you just give it up to him, it, it, it just, it frees your heart, you know, wherever you're at, you know, you'll hear Tony Mack talking about when he was in prison, and, you know, he was smiling ear to ear, sitting, you know, death row up underneath that, or, you know, Terry was talking about how he was, you know, he hated that bus when it would come and you know he was sitting on that couch and he accepted the Lord how just it just changed everything about him he said the next day when he got up and that sun was shining that sky was so blue it does it, it changes what you are and what you're doing and I you know I told Daryl about you know except you know surrendering and you know letting the Lord into my heart and and truly becoming his disciple becoming a follower you know, no longer am I a cultural Christian. Am I a Christian just because that's what you're supposed to be? I'm a Christian because I serve a risen Savior. That's that's the difference right there. The difference in, you know, God is merely this genie that, we, you know, when we're in trouble, we'll try to rub a lamp and ask for wishes to God being your your King, your Savior, the man, you know, the the God, the everything, your your world, and it just it changed me. And you know, Daryl had talked to me about this ministry that was on his heart and. You know, he, he asked me if, if I wanted to serve, and I told him I do. I, I told him I want to serve. And I got involved with him in Channel 21 Ministries and became a road chaplain. And like I say, for, you know, I felt fulfilled. You know, I felt like I was actually doing what I was supposed to be doing, being who I was supposed to be. And I realized something that, you know, because when you're out here truck driving, you see these guys, man, I, you'll see guys that, I met a guy one time told me he'd been divorced 11 times. And, and I'm not saying anybody, to, you know, I'm not, by no means am I bringing anybody down for divorce or anything. I don't judge anybody, but what I'm saying is it, it, it hurts me to see that. It hurts me to see any marriage get broken. And I thought about my wife, and, 
the Lord spoke to me and he, he made me realize that I, I have to put him first. And I, I learned how to prioritize my life. I put the Lord first because I can't be anything else unless I'm where I need to be with him. And second, I put my wife because, you know, I, I serve the Lord and then I put her second in my life because I can't be a good husband to her if I'm not the follower I need to be to Christ. And then I put my children after my wife because I can't be the father I need to be to my children if I'm not the husband I need to be to my wife. I have to set that example first. And, you know, some people, like I say, I feel like that was the way the Lord has touched my heart. And, you know, and then everything rolls after that. You know, I'm an employee after that and everything else I can imagine. But, you know, when I prioritize my life in that manner, and I, I get around some of these guys that, you know, they, they're truck drivers because they don't want to be home. You know, I've met guys before, it's like, well, you know, what would you, you a family man, why are you a truck driver? I'm like, because that's what the Lord's got me doing. That, that's where he has chosen for me to serve him is out on the road. I, you know, I, I catch my mother is quite proud of one of my brothers because he works the, whatever the job he has is a, uh, somehow funded by Bill Gates and she has a tendency to tell people he works for Bill Gates and you know I'm sure I'm glad that's a source of pride but you know Bill Gates ain't got nothing on my boss my boss is a risen savior I work for the Lord Jesus Christ and you know Mr. McElroy might pay me to drive his truck but I work for the Lord and there's I, I couldn't describe the, the the freedom the joy the the apps you know there's rough it's rough the road is never gonna be easy you know, you get saved, it, it, it's not the, you know, two tickets to paradise. It, it's it's a, it's a tough road. You know, there, there's a lot out there. The devil's constantly after you, you know. the And I'm not perfect by no means. You know, I struggle just like everybody else, but I'm forgiven. That's the difference. You know, I, I've talked to a lot of people who say, I, I just I got all, I had my field of religion. I said, you know, I have too. Uh, praise the Lord, Jesus coming. He wiped all that out. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's amazing what surrendering to the Lord will do. And, you know, for those who know me, I'm a big old boy. Everybody always wants to fight me. Everybody's like, oh, yeah, I want to fight you. I, you know, that's not, nothing, nothing's fun about that. But uh, it, it's funny to see a big old, you know, big old country boy like me. I tell you, I'll break down like anybody. I'll get, you know, I'll listen to some of these CDs. You'll hear some of these testimonies. The Spirit get a hold of you. You know, before you even know it, the tears are just coming down your eyes. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm glad to say that I, I can experience that. I'm glad to say that, that the Lord has blessed me enough that, that I can know what it's like to feel that way, to have that joy in my heart, and knowing that I'm out here doing His work and not having to worry, to be honest with you. I, I don't. I, I don't worry anymore. I know I'm taken care of, I know I'm blessed, and I know that he's going to watch over me, he's going to watch over my wife and my children, we're going to raise them up right, and we're going to do, we're going to raise them up in a biblical manner and, and give them what they need to survive in this, this world that we're living in right now, because there's a lot of bad out there, I get to see it on a daily basis, and like I said, it's not easy, nothing about this is, but to, to know daily that it's going to be okay that no matter how you wake up you know just recently a 
and back in my hometown, we had a boy that was 35 years old that uh, died from a, it was an aneurysm caused by a brain tumor. And, you know, he had a headache on Wednesday, had a hard time getting up on Thursday. He didn't make it home Thursday afternoon. He didn't make it to the hospital. And uh, that'll make a man think, but sometimes when you think about stuff like that and you think that you, you serve a Lord that can take care of any situation, no matter what, that he has everything in mind and, you know, it's, it's all to his will and it's all to his glory. So it, it changes the way you think about your life and your how you live your life and you quit worrying about yourself as much as you're worrying about others. You know, you, you want to pass those CDs out. You want to approach those strangers and ask them, if you could help them, you give your cell phone number out to everybody you see. You know, you don't worry what they're going to do with it or what, you know, who might use it against you or something. You, you don't care. You give it to anybody. I, I meet drivers every day that I, I, I give to them. I say, hey, man, I'm here for you. If you need something, you call me. That phone rings 2 o'clock in the morning. There's been many a night, even on Saturday night when I'm home. That I've lead, that you know I've got them phone calls at 11, 12 o'clock at night, and I've reached over and got it, you know, because you never know who's going to need you. And like I said, it's I, <laughs> I can't express the joy. I can't I can't explain it, but I know that no matter what, everything's going to be okay now. I, for the first time in my life, I've had comfort and peace that I've never had, and I have the fulfillment that I've never had. You know, I've done some pretty fun things. I've done some pretty wild things. I've worked in uh, some interesting situations, but never have I felt like I've, you know, like I'm fulfilled with what I do until now. Until I learned that it's not about what I want to do. It's what about what can I do, and what can I do is what can I do to serve the Lord. So, like I said, it's a uh, it's an amazing experience, and I'm I'm grateful to others out there. I'm grateful for the things that you know Daryl has done, that Gary has done, that their wives have done, you know, to get them where they need to be. And you know, the Lord just the way He works in all these men's lives, and you know, their wives and men and women of God out here that are they're giving of themselves to help others to serve, and it's just. It's amazing to be part of that, and like I said, I, I'm not a, uh, I'm not very articulate. I'm, I'm, I'm just old country boy from Dave's Hollow, Tennessee. You know, I, I'm just glad to be here. To be honest with you, I'm glad to be serving. And like I said, I, I'll help anybody that that I could be a help to. Like I said, I give my cell phone number out. It's area code six one five six five three one zero nine one. Doesn't bother me a bit. Give me a call. If I don't answer, it probably means I'm outside working on a load or something or not able to. I got my voicemail set up. Just leave me your number. I'll call you back. But like I say, I'm, I'm appreciative of everybody that takes the opportunity to listen to this. And you know, if you're out there, if you're on the, if you're on the road, and you know, you just you, you don't have it anymore. You don't feel like you're doing anything. Like you just have this emptiness about you, and you can't understand why. And you can't understand why every time you take the Lord's name in vain, or every time you get mad or you cuss or you fight with your wife and you just you feel bad for it that's conviction speaking to you and like i said 
sometimes you can't make a deal with God. You can't bargain with God. The devil, I remember my pastor one time, he said the devil will take you at any level of commitment. Any level. God won't. He won't make a deal with you. You're either with him or you're not. You're either serving him or you're not. And like I said, if you're feeling that conviction, you can't bargain with him. you got to surrender. And I'd be more than happy to talk to anybody that wants to help, that wants help with that. But I can't, you can't, I can't save you. Nope, nobody can save you. You can save yourself, though. You can reach out and grab that hand because it's always there. Jesus is always there. He's got his hand out. He's waiting for you right now. And he will. He'll pull you out of that old miry clay. He'll, he'll jerk you up out of that dirt. He'll shake you off. He'll clean you up. And, buddy, he'll put a feeling of joy in your heart that nobody on this earth could even take away from you or destroy. That old devil's going to run from it every time that light shines on him. He flees from it, runs screaming down that hallway. So, like I said, anybody out there that I could give help to, I'd be more than happy to help. I appreciate y'all listening. Just as I am without one but that thy blood was shed for me, and that thou bidst me come to thee, O Lamb of One day a preacher friend of mine was driving out near the county line. Near the tavern he got an awful shock, a well-known car in the parking lot. The preacher parked his car and went right in, sat down at the bar next to a friend. While fighting back a bitter tear, the preacher said, "Son." Why are you here? Please come on home to those who care. There is no shame. The cross won't bear. Just as you are, son, come on home. Your family is waiting. For you, Son, faith in Jesus will save you free. There's no shame, cross won't win. The next Sunday morning, my preacher friend preached his heart, painting a picture of sin. And when he gave an altar call, the people were kneeling, wall to wall. The prodigal son confessed his sins at that blessed altar of prayer. Now the family's one and praising God. All the preacher could do was cry and nod. Friend, have you met God at an altar of prayer? There is no shame. 
cross won't bear. Just as you are a friend, your blessed Savior waits for you. And from your sin, He will send you no shame the cross won't bear friend have you met God at an altar of prayer there is no shame the cross won't bear just as I am though tossed about with many a conflict and many a doubt, fightings and fears within. died right now, do you know if you would go to heaven? If you were standing at the gates and the angel asked you, why should I let you into heaven? What would you say? Do you know the answer? There is only one answer. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. Jesus is the doorway to heaven. Acts 2.21 says, It shall be that whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. <laughs> because if thou shalt confess with thy mouth Jesus is Lord, and shalt believe in thy heart that God raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. That's Romans 10.9. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness. And with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. That's the way. That's the road map to get out of any situation that you're in. And that's to confess Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. And you can do that. Anybody can do that. There might be somebody right now listening to this CD. And they might be ready right now to find their way out of this darkness that they're in. Out of this pit. And if they'll just... Pray a little simple prayer right now with me. God is going to save you. Just say, Heavenly Father, I invite Jesus Christ into my life as my Lord, as my Savior. I believe Jesus died for my sins. His blood was shed so that I could be forgiven. And I believe that he has been raised from the dead. I surrender my life to you, Jesus, and I accept you as my Lord from this moment forward. I receive the forgiveness of sin through your shed blood, Jesus. 
Take out my old heart. Lord, give me a new heart, a new spirit, a new life, and I will follow you with your help, by your grace, all the days of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. At the darkest of days I was lost without hope Just an old sinner thief at the end of my rope In my mind was a scripture many times I had scorned While down the road they led Jesus they claimed virgin born That day I met Jesus hanging there on a tree I and he beckoned to me I left a lifetime of misery hanging there don't you see that day I met Jesus that day he saved me there was nothing to do that would alter my past that's when I knew that this day was my last they nailed this man Jesus on a cross next to me There I opened my heart, new life to receive That day I met Jesus hanging there on a tree I heard as he spoke and he beckoned to me I left a prayed that prayer and asked Jesus Christ into your heart, then give us a call here at Reg Ministries at 618-383-2107. We want to pray with you. We want to send you material that will help you out on that old lonesome road. And we're going to end today's program with a song called Taking Me Home. And this was written by over-the-road truck driver Sam Story. And myself, we wrote that right here at Reg Ministries, sitting in my office one day talking about songwriting and talking about reaching out to drivers out there on that old lonesome road. Sam's a driver. I drove for 30-some years, so we know all about it. And we know how, and we tried to put it down in a song that uh, you drivers could relate to. And I think uh, Sam does an awesome job of singing this. We went down to Bill Shell's studio down in southern Illinois, and Bill helped us put this together and Bill does an awesome job with a lot of uh, uh, songs that we write and uh, other drivers out on the road has been calling Bill and getting him to help them with their songs. I know a lot of you drivers are songwriters out there so if you're looking for a great studio with uh, great prices then Bill Shell is the man you need to call.
You can call Bill Shell at 618-499-9439. And Bill will be glad to help you with your project. So give this a listen and we pray that this CD has made a big difference in your day and has blessed your day out on the road. Mile after mile, day after day, it's a long hard ride down this lonesome highway. Wheels are humming like a sad old song, windshield wires singing along, taking me home, back where I Kind of lonely in this cab alone Me and Jesus down this lonesome road Music's playing on my radio Merle Haggard singing me back home Taking me home Back where I belong It's taking me home Back where I belong Seems like years since I've been gone This old road never seems to end It's taking me home Back where I This highway's been my home for some time Cell phones kept me from losing my mind The Lord's beside me, He's leading the way With prayer and hope, I'll be home today Taking me home, back where I belong It's taking me home, back where I belong Seems like years since I've been gone And this old road never seems to end It's taken me back where I belong It's taken me home back where I belong
Well, friends, we hope you enjoyed today's message. And if you prayed that prayer and asked Jesus Christ into your heart, then give us a call and let us know. We look forward to hearing from you at 618-382-4622. Now do us a favor and pass this CD on and share it with somebody you love. And this is Chaplain Gary Rayburn, and we'll talk at you later. Yes, there's been a change. I'm not the man I used to be. Love to tell everybody what happened to me. I felt so ashamed when I thought of my past. And I called his name, his chance. Would it be my last? I saw Jesus hanging on that tree. Lifted up my Jesus